This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Taylor, let's catch up. Okay, so game of the day. I, I really, really spotted this as game of the day, and it's been a long, long time since the You Browns- spotted this as game of the day? When did you ever call this one? I give you credit I for calling everything this is. When did you call this as game of the day? <laughs> no, thank you for calling me out. I meant as I woke up on a Sunday, it's been so long since the Browns had a game of the day where I just woke up and realized Browns game of the day. I didn't call it. I, I just, interesting. I know. Me I too. Yeah. I right. Feel like I, don't one. It's, I mean, I just, I feel like I woke up since on when, since when have we ever caught up in the Browns have been our story of the day. It, this will uh, be the first. You know I would say miles Garrett, Thursday night football. <laughs> I mean, that was it. That was it. Miles Garrett for all the wrong reasons on Thursday night football. Right, you're right. You're right. But, that, but you're right. But that was it. But not, I'm talking game that had massive, massive playoff implications. And certainly at the end of the day, that looked like nine and three Cleveland Browns. I mean, that was you're just so right. But you're getting so right. And when I, when I circled this game, when we were talking about it last week, I thought, well, yeah. this is so strikingly similar to the Ravens when they played the Titans last year, because it was the number one, rushing offense going up against the number one rusher in the league, Nick Chubb. And I thought, wow, this game is going to end up very similar to the Ravens game, but it did not. Um, The Browns were able to somehow stop Derrick Henry from just running all over their team, which the Ravens were not able to do. And again, it wasn't even so much defensively. Yes, credit to the Browns defense, but it was almost the Browns offense. Stepping up. Not only stepping up, Taylor, to think that this game was going to be, as you mentioned, a showdown of Chubb and Henry, and instead is Baker Mayfield four touchdowns in the first half. This was spectacular in what was happening through at least In the first half, he had 19 of 23 passes, 282 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Not normal Baker Mayfield statistics. Not normal against the Titans either. That's the, The Titans are not in games where they're just out of it at halftime and credit to the Titans made it an, a remarkable comeback in the second half, even late in the fourth quarter, but to come mm-hmm. out 
reestablish Henry in the third quarter the way they did. That was all interesting. But this will not be remembered for as close as it got in the end. This will be remembered for what you just said. The four touchdowns, the first half, the staggering first half score in a game where the Browns were actually getting points and could have given away many at the end. This was just a game that got away from Tennessee fast. And Cleveland, credit to Kevin Stefanski, who, by the way, Taylor, not a guy that has been talked about a lot this season. And think about how many times we heard the name Freddie Kitchens last year. Freddie yeah. Kitchens was in the news for all the wrong reasons last well, season. Well, sometimes when I'd rather be a coach that kind of flew under the radar and slowly like became a great coach and a great leader and a great play caller rather than somebody that wasn't getting the job done. Exactly. And with Baker, you know, Baker's an easy guy to talk about. Certainly wears it on his sleeve, has a personality that does not fly under the radar. And if he I've was, always been a big Baker Mayfield fan, though, I think I, that he is a leader of like people, of men, of players. And I think he does a fantastic job leading that team. And he does. And again, and it's not just good enough. coming into the league. He's proven nothing but to be a good leader and a good quarterback. And he like works hard and puts the time in and develops those relationships with the players. So. I'm a big, and, bigger and a, good and a good quarterback, like you said, because it's not just enough to be a good leader and to rally men. You've got to lead by example and doing it. And by the way, you know what we haven't said yet? Doing it all, nine and three, without a guy you are OBJ. quite fond of, but without Odell. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all this without Odell is incredible. And yeah, Jarvis Landry had an okay day, but the fact that he's doing this with Higgins, I mean, this is just really, I, I'm just, I, I'm totally blown away by the Browns. And quickly, Taylor. When you look at the standings really overall and what the Browns have done to just really upset the league and to hold on to this playoff spot, it's got incredible implications for the Ravens. It does. Yeah. No, this will be the game that I feel like the Ravens fans will be like, will remember as the game that basically solidified the fact that they need to win out in order to make it to the postseason. But, but the other headline that we don't want to lose that you were very excited about that I don't know that we, we thought was going to happen this way. But Taylor, what do you make of the Giants and Seahawks? I would have never predicted this one. I don't think any of us would have. But Colt McCoy getting the job done. It was actually more about all of defenses. But hey, let's give Colt McCoy credit where he deserves. And the Alfred, Giants. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just many unsung heroes. And, and you just kept thinking, Taylor, all right, the Seahawks just need one chance third down and then even it comes down to fourth down and you're thinking all right here's where russ makes the magical play and they just put it away and instead that giants defense makes a statement and who thought (laughs) who thought the five and seven giants would be the strong team on the rise in the nfc east but they They haven't beat a team with a winning record in almost two years i mean let that sink in (laughs) let's say that one again and then you're beating the seahawks in Seattle, in Seattle, uh, that was wow. And, and, and look, as much as that's the big headline in the NFC East, and it certainly is. And, and the Giants winning this division is not something anybody saw coming into the season. This was going to be a dogfight between the Cowboys and the Eagles, and instead, down to the defenses, don't you think? It certainly is. The Giants controlled the time of possession, line of scrimmage. I mean, they just were the better team overall today. And now when you think about the Seahawks in general, yeah, no, you don't think that the Giants are the better team than the Seahawks, but today, they, they, at least today, they were. It only, they only had to be the better team once. 
And it certainly happened over the course of three hours. And they proved it again and again and again. There wasn't a quarter of that game where it felt like the Seahawks were in charge. Not one. Not at the beginning. And even at the end, when it seemed like they were going to come back, they could not make a play to get over the hump. The Giants were there every single time. And again, containing Russell Wilson. It's a little bit more cushion now. It's it's really just again figuring out the NFC West. That's clearly going to come down to now on top of the Seahawks. That division is. I still hope that we get three teams in from that division, and we very watching the Cardinals Rams game today. What what did you think about that? I still felt like yes, Sean McVay obviously has the Cardinals number. They've never really been able to compete with the Rams at all, but. In terms of the 49ers having the Rams number just the week before, which we talked about that last week, the 49ers have the Rams number. So that that division just seems totally up for grabs to me. Except for one thing. I'll, I'll give myself one small pat on the back. I thought the Rams were going to be back in a serious way this season. I'm not confident about the Rams after seeing them last week. Though. Okay, true, but this is what I'll say. The Rams, in all the teams that we thought, here's the game where they have to measure themselves against the Seahawks, against the Bucs, they won those games. And Shanahan clearly has McVay's number. Shanahan has McVay's number. That's the one thing. So McVay, in the games that matter, where they are measuring themselves against the top talent, they've won those games. But for some reason, McVay cannot figure out Shanahan. He seems to have every other coach other than Belichick figured out and, and I would add Shanahan to that list. But McVay, I'm sorry, the Rams have passed some very serious and stiff tests this season. So I'm, I'm still... I, mean, I agree. I think that just the... Like, in terms of how healthy the 49ers team was, they got three starters back last week. And what the 49ers were able to do to the Rams with only three starters back, after at one point having more players than any other team on injured reserved or out or starters out. It just kind of goes to show that the 49ers are, like you said, have their number or just more creative when it comes to play calling. There's something there. There's something in this. And as my dad always gets on to me for Sam has such great language, (laughs) such as great dick. Diction. Um, he's they're very cerebral coaches. I think that Shanahan might be the more cerebral coach. There's definitely two geniuses in a lab with their chemicals coming up with incredible schemes. And yet when it comes down to it, Shanahan, it seems, in watching the tape and being in his lab, has just been able to figure out a few things that untangles. In particular, Goff, really. I mean, when it came down to it last week, it was Goff who seemed so out of sorts. And that's where- the inconsistency. And that's the inconsistency that you don't expect to see in somebody like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks team. And the fact that you saw the Seahawks in that same vulnerable position that you saw the Rams in last week is what's what's surprising to me today. And from that NFC West is is completely up for grabs. Now, one other thing we we have to just say because I, not just because I'm wearing a Flyers hat and clearly I've got ties to Philadelphia, but the Eagles are in a really interesting spot. This isn't about the NFC East because clearly I think the NFC race, the NFC East race has gotten away from the Eagles. The, the interesting part for the Eagles is, is there really a Wentz and Hurts debate to be had now? 
Clearly, that's going to be the question on the radio in Philadelphia on Monday and for the rest of the week until a decision is made. And Peterson is going to be asked about that. And he's going to have to make a serious decision as to who he is going to start. Hertz ran for a couple of first downs, which was no big deal at first. Mm -hmm. Fourth and 18, the touchdown pass to Ward. That is going to be the top. There's no doubt in my mind that Jalen Hurts can make great plays and that there's a lot less tape on him than there is on Carson Wentz. And I think that Jalen Hurts is the more dynamic, the more mobile, the more elusive quarterback compared to Carson Wentz. He has been injured multiple times. They do want to protect a little bit more. And so it's not really fair to compare the two quarterbacks. I think that Carson Wentz is obviously the more veteran quarterback can take more time in the pocket can go through his progressions far better than somebody like Jalen Hurts can, except a defense is not ready and not prepared for a quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So you might as well as a head coach, use that to your advantage, put him out there and play him, but it is going to be tough. And I don't think it's fair to compare Jalen and Carson right now. Cause once teams do have the same amount of tape that they do have on Carson that they have on Jalen, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, one easy comparison to make at the moment is that Wentz clearly has more turnovers than yeah. Hurts and clearly more turnovers than any other quarterback in the league. So that, do you blame that on Carson or do you blame that on the offensive line? I, I've said it every time we bring it up and I don't like to bring it up often because it hurts. But when we do talk about the Eagles, I, I've certainly spread the blame. I'm not, I'm not one who's quick to judge and blame Carson Wentz. There are quarterbacks in this league who don't mm-hmm. make plays, who are making poor decisions, Wentz still makes great decisions throughout a game, but the talent is obviously there. The offensive line in in any season that has Lane Johnson shut down for the year in any season that has as many offensive line combinations as the Eagles have had, you cannot put all of the blame on the quarterback. However, some numbers will stick with you. And if he finishes this season with the most turnovers of any quarterback in the league, that's going to follow him. You can't I, take, you cannot watch that all over that day. Other than that one season when you led the league in turnovers, I'm sorry, but that says that just says something. That is a series of coincidences that is impossible to throw out. So it, it does mean something. Get a, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, but it is a lot of series of coincidences that all of their receivers are injured. All yeah, of I mean, they've got so many injuries on that team year yeah. after year. And they, they're never really giving Carson enough protection when it comes to their offensive line. They're drafting. At some point, you've got to take responsibility. And you can't turn the ball over the way that he has. So, yes. So, I'll agree with you on that. You you have – and then and then there's the other part where you have to – disagree with me on. No, I, here's what I disagree with you. I'm agree. Yes, but I'm agreeing with you on this. Yes. There is responsibility that must be accounted for there by Carson, which is to say at some point you accept what you actually have around you, which is a depleted offensive line and receivers who aren't going to make spectacular plays for you. And it seemed that in in this system right now, Jalen would be the better quarterback to use because he is more mobile, more elusive and somebody that can take the ball and run. It's funny. ball over there you go and it's funny taylor that all of the positive adjectives that you're using to describe jalen hurts are frankly the attributes 
that we gave to Carson Wentz in his first two seasons. Mm -hmm. He's elusive and creative and can move around the pocket and can make more plays and is tougher to bring down and is young and fresh and not a lot of tape. It's all the same. And it just goes to show you again, NFL, not for long, not for long Carson Wentz. You're the darling. Yeah. You're the darling of the league. And then just like that, you're not. Because remember, the end of last season was four wins in a row by Carson Wentz, where we clearly said it was all because of Carson Wentz, because he had nobody around him, and he was doing it with Boston Scott and Greg Ward. And yet now, this season, he's not able to produce that. So time will tell, and it'll be fascinating to see. And I'd love to see Hertz with a little more time and with a full week to prepare. This will be really interesting. And I know that the blood is in the water and the piranhas will be out in Philadelphia to bring up the fact that Wentz wasn't really the one to win the Super Bowl. But I'm going to give Wentz full credit for that season for earning the bye week and the one seed for the Eagles. And yes, Foles truly was the one who was in those playoff games, beating the Falcons and beating the Vikings, and beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. But Wentz was a humongous part of that season. He also got them to the playoffs two years later, that being last season. And so Wentz is a huge part, but but simply Hurts at this point is going to be the guy the rest of the season that they're going to have their eye on. All right, Taylor, quickly, we want to send everybody who's listening to Let's Catch Up to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Please go there right now because you can earn 75 bucks off indeed.com. You'll get a free $75 credit. If you go to indeed.com slash blue wire, let them know. Let's catch up. Sent you, let them know you are listening to let's catch up through blue wire indeed.com slash blue wire. Go right now. Offer valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply. All right, Taylor, yay or nay. We've got Tuesday night football Ravens and Cowboys. How do you feel about this? Certainly the Ravens had a fascinating. Well, I think that the Ravens enjoy giving their fans like heart attacks and, you know, like <laughs> the wire, making them sweat, <laughs> making them wonder why they even like sports. So fuck yeah, I think they're going to win on Tuesday night. But then I think that they're going to come down to week 17 where they're either going to have to win or lose in order to make it to the postseason. So yes, I do think the Ravens are going to win on Tuesday. Okay, that is great. With so, Lamar at quarterback, not Trace McSorley. You're saying yay, Ravens. I'm just going to say yay, Trace McSorley. That was just fun to see. Oh, it's so fun to see, right? The Trace moment was pretty spectacular. And actually, uh, I, I actually had the Ravens plus four and a half in a cute little pool in a bet against Allie's dad and was really rooting for Trace McSorley at the end there. But nonetheless, it will not be the Trace show on Tuesday. I'm going to say yay. Of course, I'm also going with the Ravens there. The Cowboys have been just an absolute mess other than the game against Minnesota really through this stretch. So we're absolutely on point there. We love Tuesday Night Football. We will have plenty to discuss on that one. And again, like you said, coming down to week 17, aren't we glad that there are now seven spots in each conference for the playoffs? That makes this a lot more interesting. It makes it a lot more interesting. We we didn't think we didn't think that for Baltimore this season it would be coming down to the seventh playoff spot, but it very well may. And nonetheless, all you have to do, Taylor, is get in. There's only one bye week, right? There's only team that is going to possibly get in is the Vikings, which we have not hit on them enough, but they're on a roll. Although, again, almost right now they're currently in. Yes, and they are in right now. After such a terrible start 
to then go on a roll the way that they have. It's it, and again, Cousins, who is in the last last four weeks. Yeah, but Cousins, guess what? Cousins won a Monday Night Football. Cousins won a playoff okay. game last year. So this is this is a different Kirk Cousins. And there are plenty. Look, he's also had games where he has not shown up. But the running game with Dalvin Cook that will lift many quarterbacks. And you don't need to be spectacular when you've got the number one rusher in the league behind you. That's going to help. So Dalvin Cook, I'll take that if I'm going to have a couple of weeks where I'm not playing well. And frankly, Kirk Cousins has been playing well this season. So I'm feeling that. So that's definitely an interesting team. Absolutely. Of course.